0: Welcome to The Inner Circle, the podcast where The Radius Group, a team of experienced wealth advisors, brings you inside the circle of smart financial planning. With a network of industry experts, The Radius Group discusses the latest trends while sharing timeless wealth management techniques. So whether you're looking to optimize your portfolio, minimize taxes, or plan for your future, The Inner Circle is here to provide exclusive and valuable insights. Our guest today is Matt Elsasser. Matt is a senior tax manager with RSM. He is not affiliated with UBS Financial Services, and his views are his own.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Inner Circle. I'm Blair Cornell, Managing Director and Private Wealth Advisor with The Radius Group in Miamisburg, Ohio. And today, we're delving deep into the world of taxes with a special business-focused episode. Joining us is our tax expert, Matt Elsasser, senior tax manager with RSM who's here to unravel some intriguing tax strategies and insights that every business owner should know. Matt, thanks for joining us today.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, Blair. Appreciate it. Got some good uh, tax planning ideas and some uh, good uh, liquidity ideas as well.
1: I know when people hear taxes, sometimes they cringe and think,
2: oh, I don't want to hear more about taxes, yeah, but nobody, it is important. Nobody does want to hear about the tax side, but there's a lot of good planning opportunities, especially with the ever-changing you know, landscape and the law side of things. So uh, a lot of good ideas here we can bring up.
1: Excellent. Well, let's get things started with some intriguing business tax-related topics. Matt, you've got some insights on the state pass-through entity election, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure a lot of your clients are uh, frustrated, as many of ours are, with uh, the state and local tax deduction limitation on Schedule A for individual filers, especially the ones that own uh, you know, pass-through entities or businesses, such as partnerships or S-corporations. So essentially, what a lot of states have been doing is something called a SALT workaround, where basically they're implementing new tax legislation which allows businesses to file at the entity level which provides the owners um, a deduction for income taxes at the corporate or the pass-through level and allows them to, to essentially get the benefit of that deduction versus kind of missing out on that limitation on their individual return so just just at a high level a good way to think about it is right if you if you're an entity that files in multiple states and you pay taxes you're you're an Ohio resident and you pay taxes in those states as a non-resident, a lot of times those taxes, in previous years, you'd be able to get a deduction for that on your Schedule A, on your individual return. When they passed the TCJA in 2016, that limitation went to $10,000. So nobody really got the benefit anymore. So what the states are doing now is they're allowing this tax to be paid at the entity level. And what that does is The the business gets the deduction now and passes through that that deduction to the owners via their K-1. So essentially, it creates a $0.30 on the dollar savings for for individual filers now. So it's a great opportunity and a good uh, cash flow savings from a tax perspective.
1: Interesting. That's definitely the that's quite the strategy, isn't it? It's uh, can definitely help a lot of way in a lot yeah,
2: of ways. It, yeah, it absolutely can. And um, a, another good point: if you're an Ohio shareholder or, or partner, Ohio just recently changed their law to allow this credit for for the same mechanism in other states to be taken on your Ohio return. So previously, if you elected to do this in a different state, um, Ohio wouldn't allow you that credit to reduce your Ohio taxes for taxes paid to a different state. But essentially, now they changed that through a recent Senate bill, and uh, you know, individual filers can benefit from from that election in other states as well, not just Ohio.
1: Okay, interesting. So, another business topic that we've kind of had on our radar is around Section 174 and research and development capitalization. Can you help break that down for us and maybe explain that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Section 174 is uh, it, it definitely was a hot topic in uh, the 2022 filing season and continues to be it popped up kind of off the radar a little bit. This was a provision in the Trump tax act in 2016. And it essentially, the way I look at it was, it was basically something to make the math work to get all the tax cuts that he wanted. And by no means it it wasn't a provision that anybody wanted to stick around on either side of the aisle at the end of the day. But essentially what it does is now it requires companies that are engaged in R and D level activities to now capitalize and amortize those costs versus in the past, what you historically have done is you would just take those deductions regularly through your tax return and, and it would just be an immediate expense. So it, it is very detrimental to clients. And it did pop up kind of off the radar this year a little bit. Everyone was expecting, you know, Congress to to pass legislation to basically reverse it back to what it was. But as you can imagine with the with the with, the, with everything being split in Washington, nothing happened with it unfortunately. So
1: that's, in, that's really interesting. Is there any more insight on that? I know that you can probably go on for a long time about that, can't you?
2: Yeah, the most interesting part really is that the R&D credit itself actually didn't change the way it's calculated and the way you receive that credit. The, the problem is the, the detriment of having to add back the level of expense you have to far outweighs the credit that's being generated by taxpayers these days. Okay. So it, it's pretty unfortunate and it's a very broad reaching provision. So the R&D credit typically is very specific on what costs are included in it, such as wages, supplies, materials, things like that. This is a much broader reaching provision. So it makes you bring in other costs such as rent, utilities, employee benefits, and things like that. So it has been a very detrimental provision, unfortunately, and and costs taxpayers quite a bit of cash out of pocket you know, we're hearing a lot about it from from Congress still, and it's still out there as potentially being reversed in, in the in the near term. But at the same time, it's still kind of just a political football out there on both sides of the aisle, depending on who wants what uh, provision to change. Yeah.
1: OK, well, there's there's so many tax credits out there and you can try to take yeah. advantage of it. It's hard to track them all
2: down and remember them all, isn't right.
1: there. Uh, well, let's talk about another tax credit. Let's let's move forward and maybe move to the employee retention tax credit. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
2: Yeah, I'm sure most of our business owners are familiar with the employee retention tax credit. This kind of came into play during the CARES Act at at the peak of COVID, and it was a, it was a very favorable provision to employers. It essentially it's a refundable payroll tax credit. I'm sure most of your listeners are going to hear those boutique firms out there on the radio and television talking about, you know, if you were impacted by COVID, you can get twenty six thousand dollars an employee. So it, it's very beneficial. But you know, I would say, you know. Our business owners need to be aware of the credit, but also be cautious of these other firms kind of calling and making it. They're basically overpromising um, when a lot of times they don't even qualify. It's a very complicated credit. But good news is the credit's still available. So that credit spanned over the 2020 tax year and the 2021 tax year. So for the 2020 year, you can amend those payroll filings until the 2024 calendar year. And for 2021, you can amend those payroll filings through the 2025 Calendar year. So essentially, what it was, just to kind of break it down a little bit, in 2020, you could get a maximum $5,000 credit per employee for the entire year. So the credit itself lasted the entire calendar year over all four quarters, and there were a couple a couple of provisions you had to meet in order to generate the credit. So you either had to have a certain drop in revenue percentage, or you had to have been shut down due to a government order. Okay. And, and a lot of times, the, the you know, depending on the business, COVID was very detrimental in the revenue drop was pretty easy to meet, but the government order is much more subjective. So there's a lot of things you have to go through and hoops you have to jump through to make sure you qualify. And a lot of times we just kind of leaned on the government order of the state itself, which you can find online pretty easily. And then in 2021, this is where the cash flow really benefit comes into play. They changed it where it's a maximum of a $7,000 credit per employee per quarter. So you get to the you get to the twenty six thousand dollar benefit that you hear a lot by adding the seven thousand dollar per quarter in twenty one plus the five thousand dollar benefit for two thousand twenty. So that's where you're hearing the twenty six thousand dollars from. Two thousand twenty one, you could only go from quarter one through quarter three, and there was the same rules essentially drop in revenue or uh, government order. So
1: oh, that's good to know. <laughs> that's I appreciate the heads up on that. I'm sure our listeners will appreciate, especially the business owners that are listening, that um, it can get confusing quickly. Uh, so we let me transition a little differently here. We know rising interest rates have been a hot topic lately, especially for business owners. Can you share some insights on Section 266 and interest rate capitalization, kind of how that works?
2: Yeah, this is a really interesting provision, actually. So the Section 266 interest capitalization provision has actually been in existence, I think, since 1986. It's been out oh, there wow. for a very long time. It's just not been a leveraged provision by the majority of taxpayers. A lot of times we saw it in the real estate space, but historically with our typical business clients, you would not see this kind of come into play. And and the big thing that's kind of making this come into play right now is the Section 163J interest expense limitations, yet another provision in the Trump Tax Act where essentially you're limited to 30% of your adjusted taxable income, and that's the maximum interest expense you can take from a business perspective. So we have a ton of businesses that are very profitable from an EBITDA perspective, but at the end of the day, they're very you know inquisitive and they're leveraged you know, to add on to the business and generate value. So a lot of times they have significant interest expense. And obviously with the rising interest rate environment we're all in right now, it's hitting people very hard, you know, leveraging debt in the business space. So essentially what this provision does is it allows you to capitalize your regular business interest expense to a different asset, essentially, to the business. So think of inventory or fixed assets. So instead of deducting your interest expense as a normal business interest expense, what this allows you to do is reclassify it to a different asset class. So think of inventory. If you capitalize your interest to inventory, it allows you to take that deduction as you turn your inventory and sell it. If you capitalize it to fix assets, it allows you to take that deduction as you depreciate or amortize that asset. So it's a very it's a very great planning tool. And I will say it's a very specific set of facts that you have to essentially meet to basically utilize this provision. It's not a one size fits all by any means. But if you have any business owners that are, you know, highly, highly inquisitive and in, in adding on to their business by acquisitions of other companies, so they're leveraging debt to do this, it, it's a great tool to look at and make sure you're getting the biggest benefit you can from an interest expense perspective. And I'm sure you have a lot of conversations, Blair, with your clients about liquidity in general right now and just cash flow savings with just the volatility of the market. This is a great planning tool if it does fit, because the way I look to, I like to look at it is it's kind of permanent cash flow savings mm-hmm. because you know our businesses that we deal with right now a lot in the private equity space, when they go to sell their business, they might have this unused limitation sitting out there a buyer's not going to pay you for that because they're going to leverage debt to buy your business so they're just generating more and more interest oh, expense. So, if you can use this provision, it's a great way to get basically what I would call permanent tax cash flow savings in the meantime before, you know, you make that adjustment to kind of sell your business.
1: Oh, that's that's really interesting. Well, I guess that's why every situation is unique and it's always important to consult with your own tax advisor before implementing any of the strategies we discussed today, isn't it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. We like to say that, you know, you can't, you got to plan for what's in place right now. You can't plan for what you think is going to be in absolutely. place, especially with all the continuous it changes. It changes so
1: much, yeah. yeah. Well, Matt, if if uh, listeners have questions that maybe they want to ask you directly, would that be helpful? Would that be okay if they reach out to you yeah, directly? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. How would they do that? Maybe give them your website, a phone number, whatever you'd like to listen to. Yeah, you can email. reach
2: out. You can reach out to me directly. Um, my direct dial is 513-354-3504, or you can email me at matt. Dot LSAS, or that's E-L-S-A-S-S-E-R at R-S-M-U-S.com.
1: Well, there you have it, folks. A deep dive into the world of business taxes with insights that can truly make a difference. A big thank you to our tax expert, Matt, for sharing his expertise today. If you found this episode valuable, don't forget to subscribe to the Inner Circle podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or visit our website at advisors.ubs.com forward slash radius to stay up to date with our latest episodes and exclusive content. Remember, knowledge is power, especially when it comes to taxes, and we're here to empower you on your financial journey. So until next time, this is Blair signing off.
0: Today's episode features financial advisors with UBS Financial Services Incorporated, a subsidiary of UBS Group AG, member FINRA, SIPC, located at 3601 Rigby Road, Miamisburg, Ohio, and can be reached at radiusgroup at ubs.com. This podcast is presented for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. It does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any specific product or service. UBS does not provide legal or tax advice, and we would recommend listeners to obtain appropriate independent professional advice. Some of the views and opinions expressed may not be those of UBS Group AG or its affiliates. UBS Financial Services Incorporated offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC-registered investment advisor, and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC-registered broker-dealer. These services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that you understand the ways in which we conduct business and that you carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review Client Relationship Summary provided at UBS.com forward slash Relationship Summary.